Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast, season two. Tune in every Thursday for captivating conversations about life, business, and magic. Created by a cosmic witch for the modern empowered woman seeking to craft a more magical lifestyle. But if you're not a woman, you're welcome too. I'm your host, Alexis Neve. Ready to live life limitless? Then let's dive in. Okay, thank you so much, Dana, for coming on to the show. It's uh, lovely to see you. I've basically seen you every Saturday for the past month now. I know, so, we're just keeping it going now. <laughs> that, oh gosh, what am I doing? I hope this is not going to be a lot of having to cut out of the editing, because <laughs> I'm not that good at editing. So, as I mentioned to pretty much everybody who has come on the show so far, I pulled the card because I do love to pull tarot for no reason. And I got us the chariot, which I thought was an interesting <gasps> option for the discussion we're having today. Do you want to be the one introducing what we're here to talk about? Or? <laughs> sure. I, so we're talking about applied astrology, you know, using astrology in a way that helps you become more authentic, feel more aligned in your life, and really just live a life that feels good to you. Um, the chariot feels very appropriate to me. Yeah, doesn't it? What are you picking up from that? Okay, well, the first thought, and this is not actually related to anything, but I'm a, I'm not an expert in numerology, but I'm a life path seven, I think is that the, the phrasing that yeah. you... So the chariot is like my life path card. So I've oh, thought wow. about the chariot. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, whoa, that's cool. Um, which is, you know, totally separate from what we're talking about today. But um, going aside from that, yeah, I think that. so. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. It's about going forth and pursuing something and being like taking a stand for something, but also in doing that you're leaving something behind. It reminds me of how like every beginning is also an ending, which I don't really hear people talking about with the chariot a whole lot, but yeah. that's kind of what's coming to mind right now. <laughs> I think when I was coming from the more traditional view of the different sides, and obviously one of the things we're going to probably touch on is going to be the shadow and how mm. then you also have the mask, you know, very old Jungian ideas. So. Yes. That was came to me. That was there. Yeah, no, I'm a left past three, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. But I think it was something about creativity and, and others. I was like, okay, someone give me something different than what I already know. <laughs> anyway, so let's dive 
a little step back since we you mentioned thank you because that would have been completely at a loss so how to explain what applied astrology actually is so i invited you and full disclosure because i was able to take your course ahead of your release which is going to be in the next few days when this is coming out and I was really interested, especially when I first saw that your business name is The Self-Help Witch. And would you like to talk about how that came about? Sure. So I kind of played around with the name a lot. I was Cosmic Clarity before that. And I. (laughs) this was summer of 2021. Um, and I spent, you know, a lot of time getting my website ready. I was really proud of it. And then I launched it and I was like, you know what, this is not it. Like it just (laughs) didn't feel what I was going for. It felt very like almost corporate, (laughs) like it just didn't feel right. So I took a step back, I shut my website down and I did some like reflection at the end of the year in 2021. And I was just doing some like reflection questions. I wish I could remember. I think the question I was thinking about was in three words, what do you want to do? Or like, how do you want to be perceived? Something like that. And self-help, which just came to mind. And I was like, okay, that's exactly it because it's astrology and that's where the witchy part comes in. And, you know, I used to think that I wanted to incorporate more like spell work and things like that, but that's something that, um, I still feel like I'm learning. Like I, I don't feel ready to be like teaching people about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the astrology piece. And then the self-help piece is like what brought me to astrology. It's the thing that I feel I can uniquely offer around astrology, um, which I think we're going to get more into here in a, in a yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. You're getting there because yes, we are talking about your approach on how Applied astrology can help you grow as a person and heal things that have been passed. I think a lot of criticism that comes from people outside of astrology circles tends to be that they see it as just looking at the future and kind of like, oh, I'm going to look at the horoscope on the magazine to see if today's going to be a lucky day, which has a space in it. There is an argument and a lot of more arguments. There's all of the placebo effect that you have if you kind of get in your mind to think this is going to be a good day because my horoscope says so. So even on a scientific, no need to believe in any kind of effect or anything on an energetic level. There's no argument that that's true. But that's kind of like really limiting. And so that's one thing that I was blown away but just realizing how deep it can actually go because you did teach me a fair amount of stuff that I didn't know already so how did the approach come to be was a- yeah it well it was my personal journey honestly and I, I think that it's so fascinating because if I hadn't gone on my own self-help journey I would not be here talking to you about this and I feel very passionately about this work and how important it is. Um, So how did I get here? Um, In 2017, I moved back to St. Louis, Missouri from San Diego, where I had been living for four years. Um, And 
I did not know at the time it was the beginning of my Saturn return, which was interesting because my fourth house is where Saturn is. So I literally went home at the beginning of my Saturn return, totally unaware. And for those listening, the fourth house is the home, the family. So anyway, I go home and I and thinking it's going to be a great new start for me. I was in a relationship with someone from high school. I get there and everything falls apart. Me and the guy break up two weeks later. My job is absolutely terrible. I literally think about quitting every day, like fantasize about walking out. So Saturn return hits hard, long story short. And this kind of culminates with um, deciding to quit drinking Now, this was when Pluto was in Capricorn as well. So I've got my Saturn return. I've got Pluto going over my natal Saturn. It was just a mess. Um, And again, I didn't know any of that when it was happening. Uh, So I decided to quit drinking. And this takes me on this self-help journey of like, all right, who am I? What's important to me? What are my values? And I kind of hit like a rock bottom with that because I realized that drinking was a substitute for so many things for me. Like I I asked myself, what's fun for me? Like, what am I going to do to replace drinking? And I couldn't answer the question. Like, I did not know what fun was in my own view. I just was kind of going along with what everyone else was doing or just drinking. Um, And so I realized I had a lot of learning to do about myself. Um, So I was in therapy. I was reading books. And ultimately, I didn't feel like I was getting the insight that I needed to really feel connected to myself, partially because there was always someone else involved. And I identified as a people pleaser. So I'm like, okay, I'm having these conversations with people and I can still sense a part of myself that wants to be approved of and be validated. And I'm not being honest here. It's hard for me to be honest in a conversation right now. So I need something that can Help me get to know me with just me. (laughs) And that's when I was like, I need to try something really unconventional. And I started using tarot. So I loved it. I loved tarot. But I also felt like as someone who was new to that world, like it was really hard to get insight that I trusted because I was like, I I still not really, I don't trust my intuition yet. So I need something concrete. And that's when I got to my birth chart. Uh, and, And from there, it was over. I just... The insights came quickly and they were so powerful. I was like, I know that this would help a lot of people because I think a lot of us, especially people who identify as women, get to this point in our lives where we're like, wait, who am I? (laughs) What am I doing? Um, What values have I been living my life from? And I think astrology can really help us get clear on that. Yeah, that place and the Saturn return hitting hard. So I actually got into astrology in a kind of sort of an ironic sort of way, partly because that's my kind of OCD treatment thing where you're kind of being sent to do the things that scare you and be it like the exposure therapy. So that was kind of like all the occult and things, having been raised Catholic. That was like one of the big ones. And <clears throat> also, and then in researching all these kind of things, I came up, um, across the Saturn Returns podcast by Kelly Dunlop of Made in Chelsea fame, at least here for the UK listeners. I'm probably more familiar with the show than everybody else. And um, and that was kind of like, I had no idea that there was such a thing. Like I knew about the planets and 
the basic of astrology, it's actually knew more than a lot of people. I knew about the moon sign and the rising sign having an impact on, on your personality. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like the time where everything fell apart coincides with what Astro.com is telling me was my Saturn return. What's an interesting look at, but especially relatable to the idea of you kind of like wake up one day and you're like, I have no idea who I am because I've been living mm. life according to what everybody else expected of me and kind of like went along with the flow and having no intuition, or that kind of thing. So I'm not trusting it. Some days I don't think I trust it now. And you would expect <laughs> doing all of these things that you you think you have it down. No, I haven't. Everybody's probably doing better than they think, but we're all in the kind of not always being that easy to trust. So yeah, it's it's a practice, and we all I think are going to be practicing that forever. <laughs> you know, it's it's mm. not something you ever are, like. Okay, now I trust myself. I mean, some days you do, and some days it's harder to. I think so. We're all on a journey. Yeah. yeah so without having uh, gone into too many details, and how uh, on the intuition piece, staying on on this topic, how exactly can, was getting to know your birth chart uh, fundamental to your building this trust? That's such a good question. <laughs> um, well, one of the first things I started looking at was um, I'm a Libra rising. So that means that Venus is my ascendant ruler. And for those listening who maybe don't know, you know, each house in your chart has a sign assigned to it and a planet rules that sign. So Venus rules Libra. That means that Venus is my ascendant ruler. It's a really important planet in my chart. Um, the ascendant ruler is like, the steerer of the the ship. Like if <laughs> the listeners can't see, I'm like steering a steering wheel right now. <laughs> she <laughs> I is. talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> um, so yes, your ascendant ruler is super important and it can kind of tell you like the path that your life is going to take. So that's why I was really looking deeply into Venus. And I noticed Venus was in the sixth house and it was combust. Uh, so combustion is when a planet is within eight degrees of the sun. And essentially, like, you can't see it. The sun has burnt it out. And symbolically, that can mean a lot of things depending on the planet. But for Venus, it can mean the sense of perfectionism and your values kind of being beholden to a solar figure, like a father figure, for example. And that really hit hard for me, um, really, really hit hard and, and just kind of made me see how I, where that sense of needing external validation came from. And then just simply being a Libra rising, you know, thinking about what is the best possible, uh, I don't know if best is even the right word, but the optimal expression, right, of a Libra rising and what might be a shadow expression. And people pleasing, I think, is a pretty obvious shadow expression. And so I, it just kind of like clicked right away that I need, I meant to learn how to not do that. <laughs> um, I've gotten here so that I can recognize it and learn how to not do this. And incidentally, I had read a book earlier in the year. I might blank on the title. It was something. Oh, Anxious to Please is the name of the title. And it was something about like chronically nice people. It's basically about anxious, anxious attachment, but they use different yeah. phrasing. Um, and so all of these things together 
synchronistically, really just kind of came into my consciousness. And I, it helped me to, to know like, okay, here's where I'm operating from. And here's what I'm not going to do so that I have room to trust my intuition. Because before I was just sort of subconsciously tuning into whatever was going to get me liked by the most people. I don't know if that really even answered your question. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. made me think. I need to check the actual degrees because I think I have a fair amount of stuff in eight degrees from the sun in that infamous Capricorn stellium. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, different oh, wow. for the, the different planets have different kind of like iter- manifestations. But yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating. I think the only one that is not actually that close is Mercury. As uh, my Mercury in Capricorn always, even when I was little, everybody mean like you always go straight to the point, and you're very succinct. <clears throat> and I was like, okay. Well, when I looked at that one, I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Complete economy of using your communications. Is uh, I love that. I could ramble a lot more than I do. But yeah, so that was a really good segue on probably uh, what makes a good next topic because we're already touching on the mixture of psychology and astrology that comes into play in the way you approach this question since you mentioned the shadow aspects of the planets Uh, (laughs) how um probably kind of circles back to the idea that a lot of people don't realize just how much potential is there for astrology and uh, how did you end up choosing the direction because psychology is such a major uh, field in itself. Do you want to get into that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, first of all, my training, my astrological training is the Hellenistic tradition, which is decidedly not psychological. Um, It's very much about and I love this, actually, mm-hmm. um, that the birth chart is like the context of your life. It's the karmic context, um, which means that it's really not about you most of the time. Like the son being a, a father figure, that's not y- your psychology, mm-hmm. right? That's like a, a facet of the environment that you're in. Um, and I think that's really freeing because sometimes when we approach the chart as just us, our tougher placements can feel like personal failures, which is so not helpful at all. Um, So I don't just look at the chart psychologically because of everything I just said, but I do think obviously there's so much um, room for self-awareness with astrology. There's so, there's so much we can do from a self-awareness perspective with the birth chart with transits, with reflective astrology, looking at charts from the past. Um, And it's something that I'm still learning about, but I'm interested in it because one, that's what helped me so much. It's what helped me get so much clarity on my own, you know, tendencies and shadows and things like that. And I'm just interested in psychology anyway. Um, I have a master's in school counseling, which was a psychology focused program. And I just think that... (laughs) kind of back to your point about astrology being like this, just tell me what's happening kind of Mm -hmm. modality. Um, And the judgment sometimes that astrology can get as this 
thing people do who are obsessed with themselves. And it's like just a waste of time to be thinking about yourself so much. I would argue it's the most important thing any of us can do, not just for ourselves, but for all of humanity. Because what you're doing when you go into your your chart and you're investigating who am I really, you're aligning with the kind of what your soul is here to do. And we're all here to be exactly who we're supposed to be so that we can all live our most fullest, most fullest, (laughs) cut that out. (laughs) Oh my God, that's embarrassing. Um, Our fullest expression, right? Whatever, most fullest. Um, for Leo energy there. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> More so less that. Yeah. Yeah. For okay. real. Um, but yeah, this is a really rambly answer, but I just, um, I feel so strongly that self-development work is so important for the collective because when we all, when you and I embody our fullest expression, mm-hmm. we give other people permission to do the same. And we're all here to be somebody different. Uh, so it's very, very important, the end. Yeah. No, I don't think it was quite as rambly as you think. And actually, thank you for taking that direction in, in answering my question. It's a lot more elegant than I put the question. Because I do tend to use, uh, to an extent, the modern aplo- approach, simply because I like having the modern planets in, in the midst. But I do share the kind of frustration that is underlying the idea of making it so inwards focus for the simple reason that I think our psychology is not just about us. So there's still mm. the elements of everybody around there and the collective at this uh, on a societal level, historical level. So I call the generational. So that's something that I'm not very familiar myself on the Hellenistic approach. That's like the first astrologer that I actually work closely with that does Hellenistic. And so that was like illuminating for me as well, thinking about even the way that we look at the psychological angle, there's different ways we can look at that. Oh, ah, but now I kind of sort of lost the train of thought. <laughs> 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 the rumbling thing. Um, yeah, no, because uh, um, if we circle back, would you like to actually introduce the course that you're launching so that you can do, then can tighten in the conversation rather than doing, oh, and this is like an advert at the end kind of yeah 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 so um the framework that i used to go on this self-awareness journey is what i teach in this course that alexis and i are talking about which is called alignment architect so i kind of took my process and broke it down into three steps of exploration embracing and embodying Um, So we explore ourselves through the birth chart. That's step one. Uh, Just kind of get reacquainting yourself with your spirit. From there, we embrace anything that got in the way and kind of, it's sort of a reframing step. So in the course, I, I ask people (laughs) to pick something, pick an aspect of self that you want to focus on because there's, we could do this forever, right? And there's so many things we could explore and, and reflect on. So 
um, you pick something to focus on. You explore it from your birth chart. Then you look at what has happened in my life so far that has been a really formative experience in this area of life. So for example, um, if I was looking at you know, addictive tendencies for myself. I would probably look back at the chart of the night I quit drinking, which by the way, I've done. And it's very interesting to look at. So 10 out of 10 recommend doing this, even if you don't want to take the course, like look at those charts from formative moments in your life. So we do that and we get some insight on what was happening energetically at the time. And then how can I kind of reframe any shame or shadow that's coming up so that I can feel um, more integrated and just better about it, right? Because oftentimes these things make us, they become blocks because we feel bad about ourselves. There's some Mm -hmm. kind of shame and guilt. So we're looking at it from an objective point of view, getting some space so that we can not feel blocked around that anymore. And then finally, we um, embody whatever we're trying to do differently We take aligned action by using the transits. Uh, So we look at the upcoming transits and we create a very practical kind of plan of action for, all right, how am I going to get closer to a more aligned, authentic version of myself in this area of life? And and that's the course. That's Alignment Architect. So I'm really excited to offer it. Thank you, because now I can go back to what I was going to ask and people kind of know what I'm talking about instead of being like, well, because we know what we're talking about. Um, On the second step, I think it's really key what you're doing about the idea of um, undoing the shame around all of the shadow aspects, because I feel like sometimes it's easy in the self-help space to see all of the shadow work and all of these Ideas that are at the core a good thing, a self-reflection, and then it can really end up, uh, like you were saying about the aspects of ourselves that can be be more tough if you're too focused that the birth chest is just you, then you're going to feel bad about yourself. That's kind of like a serious risk that I noticed in the time we've been spending in, in these circles. So yeah, that's kind of, I really liked the approach of using both the birch as ourselves and then as as the environment and then looking at externalizing even, I dare say. It, which is kind of weird because if you're thinking in the Jungian um, uh, framework, the shadow is us. It is part of us. So it kind of, that's the, the externalizing is sort of the problem. But at the same time, I feel like it's a projection of an aspect of ourselves. So the projection can be externalized and then you just need to realize what's underneath that projection, what the actual trait is at its healthiest, for lack of a better word. So that was like an an interesting way of looking at at things for me to feel sometimes like I do so much to try and better myself and I feel like I'm always a work in progress, but not in the good way that you're kind of like always improving. (laughs) Kind of like never feeling good enough kind of work in progress, which mm. is not what you want to be doing. And that's like it's still the same bad space to be in from other sides of society. Well, that was something I think yeah, quite important yeah. in how we approach it. 
It's so important. And what you're saying about projection, I feel like is, is so important to talk about too, because in, in going through the beta testing with you and the other people who participated, I thought a lot about projection. And one of the things I read was essentially, like you were just saying with shadow, you can't know it unless you are projecting because it's of the very nature of it. It is Mm -hmm. hidden to you unless you project it. So in, in a weird way, projection is almost a good thing because it is what allows you to become aware of your shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it really flipped that paradigm for me. Cause I think when we hear projecting, we think it's inherently negative and actually it's necessary. Um, and your point about the self-help work feeling, it can very easily turn into this never ending project from a place of I'm not good enough. And I, that's something I've experienced too. Totally. And if you're, Yes, because if you're coming to self-help work, you probably don't feel very good about yourself. And I'm just going to say it bluntly like that, because that was me too. And there's something you want to feel better about. And that's okay, because why, like, who doesn't want to feel better, right? (laughs) We all have aspects of ourselves that we'd like to feel better about. But it's so important to, to not come from a place of shame. And I think even just recognizing it, like you saying that is... I think it'll help a lot of people be like, oh, I do that. And <laughs> having that awareness will help maybe undo that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and basically, part of the reason why I invited you is that you had this kind of realization taking the course on what the birth chart actually could be for, for us. And speaking of the projection, it's basically because it presents you with a mirror that's in the, that yes. sense it is externalized. You can see those things there. And it made me realize you can go about it and look at the bad things and not accept it. And there's kind of like all of these heavy placements and nobody really like it. But you can also reject if it's a really good one. You can look at some description and say, this sounds a lot more awesome than the person I I recognize myself as being. And I have a friend who's like that. Uh, Not me. But yeah, so, but even like looking at the charts of others, and I wish I could get my mother into this because she has like the practically earth placements and most of them are very good and it drives me insane. But it also (laughs) kind of made me a lot more compassionate towards it because it's kind of a snapshot of a personality that doesn't sound fun to have. So it must be like, mm. makes me feel like it's kind of difficult to be in her, even before you throw in having me as a kid and then my brother who's <laughs> Pisces and very oh. much, he is very much stereotypical. So not much in the, because a lot of people think of Pisces as like these witchy figure. And then kind of like, most people I find in this space, they're Capricorn. <laughs> it's insane. Everybody's kind of like, all of a sudden, it's kind of like, like Capricorn, uh, what? But yeah, but he kind of has that dreamy, very soft personality, that even if he has absolutely no interest in spirituality. So that's, um, yeah, yeah, relatable Pisces stellium here. Um, and <laughs> yes, I forgot that. that. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it took me a long time to even know what that meant for me. Pisces is that is an energy that feels kind of hard to pin down, but that makes a lot of sense because it's, that's kind of its essence, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, But you're absolutely right about the chart being a mirror. I used to call my readings cosmic mirror readings um, because that's, that's what it is. It helps you see yourself from a more objective perspective. Um, At the same time, it's very easy to only see the negative or to only pick out (laughs) the most negative pieces. I think I told you guys this in one of our live calls, but I'll say it here too. I had been studying my chart for like a year and a half and my astrology teacher, um, Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, if anyone's curious, he does um, free YouTube videos five days a week. Amazing. But he did um, like 10 minute forecast readings for his Kickstarter he does every year. So I bought one and he mentioned that my son trines my MC. And I was like, okay, I've been studying my chart for a year and a half and I've never noticed that. And that's such an obvious placement, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's so easy for us to overlook our best qualities. And I think that's why it's really helpful, even if you are an astrology aficionado, to get someone else's take sometimes because we do not see our best qualities frequently. Yeah, that's that was a really good thing about the course is that if you get the full option with the coaching and the group rather than just the course. Uh, it's um having the, not just you as a professional astrologer's perspective, but everybody else can do having that look and seeing different things because we're all looking at different aspects of like seeing ourselves in each other i was like looking at the other charts whenever you you were looking at them i was kind of like oh it's someone else who has the same rising sign as me and that looked completely different and obviously being on zoom seen on camera we're completely different people mannerism everything and it's the same rising sign which is supposed to be how we present to the world so even that that you would think as the most commonalities in a chart can be so completely changed by everything about a person. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool aspect of the experience that I didn't anticipate. Um, on our live calls, the camaraderie and the the support that everyone gave each other, it felt like a really, and I don't know if you all felt this way, but it just felt like a really supportive space and uh, everyone had such great insight and advice to give. It was, that was a really cool unintended Mm. aspect. And now we're going to scare off people. I'm going to be like, I have absolutely no nothing. And they seem to know what they're talking about. So I'm going to be out of the way, which is, no, it's a very good for uh, you. You pick up really quickly on things. It's in the intuition piece, going back to it, you can kind of maybe not know, the theory behind it but you you have in the birth chart it's impossible not to notice things even if it's not something that you you know about what do you notice something and you don't know what it is that's still kind of like impossible to be completely incapable of taking part in in that exchange yeah wasn't it i didn't realize that you were not anticipating that would happen I don't know what I thought would happen. I guess I didn't think about what would happen on the, on the live calls, but um, 
I think at first it felt like I was like, it was almost like one-on-one time, but we were all on the call together. And so I kind of felt bad at first because I was like, I hope that this is useful for everybody. Because if like Alexis and I are talking about her chart, like do other people care about that? You know what I mean? But but they did. As you said, there's a lot to learn just from looking at someone else's chart. And of course, we're all interested in astrology. If you're taking this course, you're you're into astrology. So we're learning about astrology. We're talking about things that are relevant and interesting to us regarding self-help topics and uh, we're supporting each other too. So yeah, yeah, it it was a really beautiful space. I thought. Yeah. Kind of like the timing of this conversation, which is probably mostly on me because I don't know what my schedule is going to be like moving forward, but um, that we haven't had the full three weeks of the putting into practice yet. So that's going to be an interesting one to circle back to probably just do it as an addendum to, this episode when it comes up because at that point we will have had the full three weeks isn't it and we, we yeah oh gosh i can't forget I, yeah we would have that i think we will um because i'm trying to figure out it's been a week it's <laughs> yeah, been a we week as a of week. saturday yeah. as of today okay yeah, so, so yeah we, we will week. we will have had it yeah so that's kind of like, it's been interesting to notice already in even in just one week this kind of things have changed in, uh, in my specific area but um, yeah I wonder is there anything else you wanted to show so I think we covered pretty much everything that is relevant well I guess kind of what, what you were saying a moment ago about like beginner like am I gonna is this gonna be too advanced for me one thing I want to say is when I first started doing this for myself I was a total beginner I didn't know anything except that I had a Pisces son. <laughs> right. Um, so it's really not about your level of astrology knowledge, but about your willingness and desire to know yourself. Because even in the most quote unquote basic of pl- things to look at, um, there is so much. I was just talking about this with, I do a forecast episode every month with my friend Lynette. Uh, and she was, she had a reflection about fire signs and how they're really about transformation. And I was like, thank you for reminding me that we can look at like just the element and get mm-hmm. such profound insight. It's really not about knowing every last technique or every last name for the thing, although that's all interesting and helpful. Sometimes that's actually like counter productive and it's it's better to just focus on the basics because you really can get so much from that so don't feel like you have to know it all to benefit from something like this um sometimes it's better to have a beginner's mind and just see what you can see yeah that's actually a good segue because i was saying i can bring the opposite perspective i think most (laughs) of the people you had coming up sort of already had the basics down so I can recognize that it was really good information to learn if I had found it at the time when I first started it and needed and ended up doing the same journey as you did, although you kind of went a lot deeper. But at the same time, it's it's the approach rather than the information, as you were saying, because that things that I knew, but I never thought about using them in the way that you use them. So that was really viable from the other 
So on the other side, if you're thinking, well, but I already know about astrology, is this going to help me? Yes, if, you, if you're interested and want to take the course, take it. Because uh, obviously, having a podcast about witchcraft and having spoken about astrology, I wasn't a beginner. So that I can vouch for the fact that you can still learn how to use it in, in different ways. And I'm a big fan of the group aspect. I'm sorry, it's kind of like, she's not paying me to say this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think that was like kind of the most valuable thing of being around people who are on the same journey to understand the struggle or needing. And at the same time, how the same transit, that was the most interesting part. I'm not going into much details, but it wasn't going to keep you for the next hour or something. It's going to end up like the, the one with April has gone up for like two hours. Even when I cut it, it's like the episode that went live on Thursday was like, yeah, an hour and 14 minutes and I can't like <laughs> feel along to it yeah oh so, my god the editing on that yeah, <laughs> yeah the transits you're thinking it's the same for everybody so that's the sky it can be but it is the, the way you kind of respond to the different circumstances and what areas get highlighted in your chart because mm. that's you're a different person. It's just, wow. A lot more. So as everybody keeps saying, how can it be possible that astrology can, can have something to say? Because it's just like everybody, like one-twelfth of the population per sign. And the, like the amount of combinations that you can have. And I'd love to find someone with the exact chart, like someone born in the same hospital at the same time and check because <laughs> I bet they're still going to be different so I think I have someone Absolutely. who was born at the same time as me actually I don't know if I can trust them Chuck them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is really interesting to think about and what you're touching on is the fact that we still have free will you yeah. know like astrology doesn't negate free will it just says here's the energy that you were born with and the energetic context that you were born with and what you do with that is up to you. Even kind of the, the kind of invitations that, that you receive kind of like on the transit. Can I go in into a little bit of detail for this one? Um, so what I, we're now in Aries season when we're recording this. And uh, I have, we've been the sit styles for whole houses. I have 15 sets in uh, Placidus. So the health piece and looking at self-care, like health and doing things like meditation and yoga and stuff, it's most, what most people think about. And I have those things down. I'm a bit of an introvert doing activities by myself. That's easy. And I notice that I can get really lonely if I'm not around people. And it explains why I have a podcast and bringing people in. But that was kind of how the health side which was something that without going into actually said someone else had mentioned that they were working on for their three weeks uh, application period and that's like completely opposite like the same exact topic mine was going out and being social and theirs was a completely different angle same house same energy so it was delirious because that's the season we're in that's the transit so that's kind of like yeah it's a fascinating uh, way of looking at things i agree and we're all on different journeys so yeah Yeah. anyway i think we kind of covered 
pretty much uh, quite wide variety of in-depth conversation. And thank you so much for actually making the time to come on the show. Are there any final thoughts you would like to add? So this is being published about three days before uh, we're going to have, I say we, me, Dana, <laughs> before I'm going to have a, uh, a free workshop. Um, it's called Live Your Best Life, Bridging Astrology and Authentic Living. This is happening on May 1st. And if you want to learn more about this framework that we've been talking about, I'm pretty much covering it in um, this workshop. So you can kind of learn more about it and get your own sense of it, ask your own questions at this workshop. And it's kind of a precursor to Alignment Architect as well. So uh, feel free to join and ask any questions. You can um, find out more about that on my website, um, selfhelpwitch.com. And I'll send this all to Alexis to put in the show notes too. Perfect. Oh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And then probably if I have the time, I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to be there cheering on. <laughs> the Please do. You, you get the alumni group coming in to, to stuff when it's always kind of fun to be there. We had, yes. And I hope mm. you guys, do. I mean, we really had the best group. Um, <laughs> so know, kind of alumni everybody. are welcome. Yeah. So you now have a challenge for new people too. Come in and give you a better group. <laughs> Step up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Got a high bar to reach. Oh, wow. It's actually, it makes me really happy uh, to hear you say that. It's like, kind of, was a bit like, I was really interested in, and I was like, but I already know about astrology. Will she actually find it helpful if I'm there? <laughs> Well, I was worried about the same thing. I was like, are they even going to get anything out of this? And frequently I was like, should I just scrap this whole thing? Like I was really self, like I was getting in my own way a lot. And then you guys would come in and be like, I, this is really helping me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. Don't throw it all in the trash. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the entrepreneur life, isn't it? That you're just kind of always in your head and always like, I'm just giving up. I'm going to get a job. Why would I have yes. still thinking? And then you have that intuition being like, I gave you this desire for a reason. Just go and do it. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about doing season three and just like entrepreneur. <laughs> because this is so many stories. There's so much. Yeah. And it helps to hear, you know, it helps to hear mm -hmm. other people's thought process too. So I'd listen to that. Okay, well, that's the, the feedback coming. Anyway, I know you have a very nice day coming up, I believe. He's your newborn. What are, how old is your son now? <laughs> yeah, he quiet. just turned five weeks on Thursday. Yeah, so still newborn. Yeah, yeah. So I'll let you get on with your day, but I'll talk to you soon. We have thank you so much for having last. me you're most welcome it's my pleasure so thank you okay
Thank you for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you being a part of this community. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and family and consider giving it a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify to help me reach more people who would love it too. You can also email me with your questions and comments at starryskypodcast.gmail.com. Subscribe to my monthly newsletter, Witchy Musings, on Substack, or find me mostly lurking on Instagram at thisisalexisneve. Thanks to Jenna Sword for the cover art and Papa Planet for the music. Until next time, keep living in wonder.